With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. <coughs> oh, no. Not a cough. <laughs> it was a one little cough. <laughs> Not a cough. <laughs> oh, my God. This feels like that moment in a zombie apocalypse movie where you like realize you have to shoot your friend. <laughs> I can shoot you. Just find me the gun. <laughs> oh my god. Mistakes. Ow. Let's do our New Year's week episode. By the time this comes out, we are recording it This is still before Christmas. So if anything huge has happened globally and we're like not talking about it, that's why. Yes. We're younger and more naive at the time of recording this. By the time this comes out, Anya will be... In... Don't even fucking say. Oh, in Mexico. In Mexico. What did you think I was? Gonna I say thought you were going to be like having to quarantine in Mexico oh, or no, something. No, in Mexico. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Wishful thinking. <laughs> no, in Mexico, and I will probably be on my way back to New York from Providence. Yeah. Um, my Instagram will be not active, so I will not be posting about this episode. Um. My Instagram famously will not be active from probably the 27th until the 10th of January. Um, No, it has to be because you have to post those super hot photos. Fuck. Okay, I'm just going to have to mute everyone. Yeah, just don't look at our stories. Also, Do you know how hard that is? Do you know how hard that is for me? I literally blocked someone and I still look at their stories. A lot of people are going to not even be posting about it because they're going to be like, I don't want people to know I'm in Mexico. (laughs) But like, we know. Yeah. All right. True. Yeah. Because I do have to post those super hot photos when they drop. But I'm saying it with my whole chest. Okay. Um, Listen, uh, I'm going to be at a super spreader at fucking knockdown center. So what's the difference? (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Yeah. Um, Let's go. But let's go, girls. All the respect in the world to the people who are canceling all their holidays and New Year's plans just couldn't be me. me. (laughs) Could never. Not two (laughs) two years into this. No. Yeah. That was me. 2020 me was doing all kinds. I canceled my fucking birthday. I literally 20 March 2020 spent my birthday blowing out candles by waving my hands (laughs) over the cake because that was when I was like even though I was living with the two people that I was celebrating Mm -hmm. with, thought that blowing onto the cake would give them COVID. Mm -hmm. You know, we knew nothing. Yeah. Um, But I canceled all of my birthday plans and stayed inside with my two roommates that birthday. Oh, what we've sacrificed. (laughs) (laughs) It was a big one, too. It was... No, it wasn't. It was 24. 25... Didn't have to cancel, but also didn't really have a birthday this past year. Like, I kind of did, but I was still very new to this friend group. So I was like, I feel weird throwing a birthday party. Yeah. So this year, I'm going to have to make up for that by throwing 
the fucking birthday party to end all but one birthday parties. And the other birthday party that it won't end is yours because I'm also throwing that. And I can't show up my own work, you know? They're just both going to be great. Um, oh, the dress I'm going to wear to my surprise birthday party. I can't wait. Do you already know what you want to wear to it? No, I don't. Because we can, do need to coordinate you me, that. Yeah, you can help me plan. My my plan is for you to like have your dream look picked out, okay, and put it somewhere okay. so that at some somewhere that you're not gonna like put it in like Elisa's closet, yeah, and then Elisa brings it to the party. You get surprised, and then we quickly usher you into the other room <laughs> okay. to be able to change into it. Okay, I love that. <laughs> Maybe Siler like does your makeup. I mean, I definitely would love Siler to do my makeup for my birthday for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's an iconic one, famously twenty-seven, such an iconic age. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, the year if you were famous, that it's I all mean, over. Listen, we have a whole year to figure that out. <laughs> we so. cancel us, Can- get us famous. And then put me in the 27 Club. Um, oh, that'd be terrible. Not so that. Young. Not that. If I young, I would want to have died at like 21. Not but to hear how we would live our lives if we only had one year left to live, listen, listen to, to last week's Patreon episode. Yes. Because we do talk about that. We do. Um, yeah, in a weird way, you are being given that sentence by turning 27. Yeah. <laughs> By being an icon and turning 27, <laughs> you're being given a year to live. How does it feel? I love that for me. I hate that for me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I would hate that. Ew. If we die in any way that isn't a murder-suicide into the Grand Canyon, yeah. know that we did not die how we wanted to die. Yeah, no. Know that it was an unhappy... Like, it, if it, if I'm in my fucking old age, surrounded by friends and family... Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely count me out. <laughs> if I don't, if I die before I have a committed relationship with a guy who like calls me a bitch when he's mad at me, like if I die before I have like that kind of like torrid kind of ABC family love affair, I'd be so annoyed. You want that? Yeah, just once. I'm a writer. I like everything for the story. You know, it's all for the copy. I've had love affairs that were so dumb and I would never want to have them again, but they're for the story. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, this one where I, where I'm like, you know, he like calls me a bitch and then everyone's like, don't like, you should like break up with him. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm gonna. And then you guys are like, where did Nika go? And it's All like, right, I'm well, posting for my Finsta that I'm like with him. Let's finish this screenplay first that you need to write about your most recent yeah. love affair yeah, before we start you, like casting that spell. Maybe, well, no, the spell that I'm casting right now for myself is just a boyfriend for 2022 that wears Carhartt. Oh, yeah. Not a toxic one. I want like a nice, dumb boyfriend. Yeah. Someone recently said that, like, the Carhartt Brooklyn boyfriend is the equivalent of the Autumn Girl. Yeah. Like, people, people think he's more alt than he actually yes. is, but those two end up together. Yeah, I know. And that's why he'll never end up with me. Um, You're kind of an Autumn Girl. I mean, I am an Autumn Girl. Like, I famously would love, like, if I could afford it, would only chop a Banana Republic um, and J. Crew. Yeah. Um, I just have a broken tooth and I'm trans, so I seem edgier than I am. That is um. not the only – you love to, like, point at just, like, one throwaway thing. I'm like, is it not the ketamine use? Is it not the, like, <laughs> the wild party girl side? <laughs> is it not the yeah, kind of unhinged online presence? You no. Know, how much – how much – 
were those choices made for me rather yeah. than choices was, I made? What came first, the broken tooth, tooth or the, the transness or <laughs> the ketamine problem <laughs> and the unhinged? Okay, you don't have a ketamine presence. problem. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. The problem is that we're not doing ketamine, ketamine right, right now. now. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> episode? <laughs> we were wondering what would make this episode special. Should we do ketamine? Is it the episode that we do fat bumps of K? <laughs> On maybe the Patreon app. All right. Don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> don't, this is the last time we're going to see each other for me. two weeks. So. This is the last time we're going to see each other in 2021. I'm going to throw up. We need one one last men K-hole. Ruin everything. One last K-hole. K-hole. <laughs> <laughs> you see what men take away from you? Yeah. Every day. Every day they take something away. <laughs> <laughs> you nurture them. You give them the world. And what do they do? They take away your New Year's Eve. <laughs> it's psychotic. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the narrator in my head is like, Anya wonders if she should contribute to this bit. If you think that's about you, it is. <laughs> if um... the shoe fits, <laughs> darling, you ruined New Year's Eve. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is kind of it is kind of messy autumn girl of you to be like this, you know, uh emotionally open on your podcast. It is. Like it's very call her daddy. Yeah. Well, I mean that's like, you know, yeah. And even sometimes I talk with a vocal fry. So. Sometimes. <laughs> that was generous. Do I have a vocal fry? I love that. I don't do I? I think we do. I think we both do, but not so much that it's like the thing that we get comments about. Yeah. But if we, if and when it's we not blow up, yeah, it never is. But I, I will don't think. lean into it. But if and when this podcast blows up, uh-huh. um, it's going to be like the thing that people who hate listen to it yeah, will say for sure. Is our our vocal, vocal fry, fry, and then like the things that we say too much of. Like for me, it's going to be that I say famously too much. Yeah. Oh, wow. You've agreed way too quickly. No, no. no. I, mean, I say famously too much as well, so I'm just <laughs> laughing at that. I don't know what they'll complain about. That I Probably that I say faggot too much. Yeah. Faggot. And they're going to complain about that I, like, let you say transphobic things about yourself uh-huh. and, like, laugh at them. Yeah. That I let you. What? Like, <laughs> yeah, like trans sure. women need to be allowed to do things? For sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. Ooh, maybe we'll get canceled like while I'm... We'll get canceled because I'm in Mexico. Oh, I hope. That'd be hot. Would love that. Would love to just hit the new year running. Same. With just like higher episode analytics and just like a nice fat paycheck from our haters. Yeah. The one good thing about New Year's is that everyone's going to come back and I'm going to have really plumped lips. Yes. Lip fillers. Also, people are going to come back with, like, drama that you didn't have to be there for, but you get to, like, hear about. No, I know. I'm mostly just thinking about all the little, like, you know, like, sunset moments that you guys are going to have. I know. I know. Like, what are we going to do without you singing Colors of the Wind on the fucking beaches of Mexico? I know. It's fine. You and I are going to go away in the spring. I'm calling it in. I mean, we already are. Where? We're going to fucking Dollywood, bitch. Oh, duh. I meant internationally. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, we are. I want okay. to. I would love we that. Yeah. yeah. Fuck my great. solo trip to Ireland. Let's go somewhere together. Oh, yes. I'm so glad you said fuck your solo trip. I was like, <laughs> you're really going to do that to me? <laughs> well, I, 
you know, that was going to be my, like, thing to get myself through not going to Mexico, but I'm already trying to go to Somos. We'll see if I end up there. It's so fucking expensive, but... Yeah. I would like to go, but you won't be at that, and I would like us to have one international trip together. Yeah, I would love to experience the tropics with you. Yeah. Same. So... So, yeah. well, we can... also, yeah, it's possible. It'll happen. Oh, Jesse's going to be in Curacao yeah, at some point. Yeah. Let's, let's just tag along with, let's, okay, another, another um, sugar besties trip with one of our rich friends <laughs> doing something, but a, a, a rich friend that really wants us to tag along. Yes. <laughs> not that that's different from any other trip. Not to, <laughs> not to bring up anything mm-hmm. from past episodes, but. No, but a sugar besties trip is in order. Yeah, for sure. Well, that will probably be March. Yeah, so. as long as I'm as long as I'm here for the JoJo concert. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. March twenty sixth. Yeah. Um. Yes. The rest of my March is wide open, baby. But yes, yeah, so you guys will come back with drama that I'm not a part of. Not that you're not a like, part no, that I'll get of. To hear but about, like, like, yeah, shit like that. Listen, I mean the. I mean, the main thing, and to be clear, I'm not, like, devastated that I'm not going. I'm just, like, as of last night, I'm officially getting ready for the FOMO that's going to hit. Yeah. Um, Which is fine. Um, But I'm obviously resting easy on the fact that you guys will be missing me so much. Yeah, of course. I'm going to talk about you (laughs) nonstop, unfortunately, because that is my illness. Yeah. And I love that, because I'll be doing the same here. Thank God. Anyway. Oh, my arm. The point of this episode is to... Talk about Talk about this year, 2021. This year... I mean, let's do a quick beat beat by beat. This year, we rang in the new year in... At like a small little, like, COVID party. Like, like, with literally eight people. Yeah. Um, on a rooftop. That was such a surreal moment in history where, where like everyone was just on their own separate rooftops having these like quiet little mm. New Year's celebrations. Yeah. I remember that making me very emotional. Um, we then, that is when we began kind of our like winter into spring just doing drugs every weekend mm-hmm. kind of road trips and going on little road trips bender. Oh, we went on such good road trips. Shout okay. out to Pierce and Sam yes. for the road trip. We went on for your birthday last year yes. to a little Airbnb upstate. Shout out to Lincoln and JP mm-hmm. and Brantley and Billy yes. who we went upstate with, um, like a month later. Yeah. Um, did what what other little road trips did, did we go on any in March? Um no. None in March. The next one was Santa. And March was my little birthday moment. Yes. Um yeah, the next one was uh middle of April. We went to North Carolina. That's when things started to kick into high gear summer wise. Yes. That's like our summer started mid April. Yes. Um, cause we were in North Carolina. We did a ton of acid and a ton of Molly. Yes. And that's my first K hole I was ever really in yes. was in, uh, North Carolina. I feel we like went- that road trip too is kind of where we like adopted the child that we 
Yes. That was kind of our trio. Yes. For yeah. Most of, for yep. like that last half of 2020. I fell in love with a couple. You fell in love with a couple. Um, I went to DMT land. Oh my god! Wait, oh, we went. We did DMT on my birthday. We did. That's what we did in March. That was our road trip. Was into another dimension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you did DMT again in uh North Carolina, Uh and that was a different, bad other dimension. Terrible dimension, upside down. Um, we came back. We um, it's it was unseasonably hot in New York City. Kind of immediately, May is when the Reese Beach moment started happening. Yes, my pussy party. Your pussy party. Iconic. Iconic. Um, we, I, I went to Fire Island. That was like one of our first like separate events of the year. Yes. Um, and uh, that was a wild weekend for me. Then came Pride. Mm-hmm. We, we were only present for the opening ceremonies party of Pride. Then but we went to Vermont. Then we went to Vermont and that trip... <laughs> The trip from hell. I mean, it was great. <laughs> it there were was, things about the trip that were amazing. The first half of the trip was the trip from hell. Yeah, but then we did acid and t- did the slip and slide with J Lube. So I feel like that on that its really own. And we also had an amazing um, comedy show in Maine. We did. First time I'd done stand up in a year. Yeah. Um, and then came back to New York, had some like little New York moments. Then I went to Asheville randomly by myself. Yes, Not randomly. Did. That's where the couple lived. Um, but that, and I like did some comedy shows in Asheville. You went to Rhode Island. Yes. Is there anything in between Vermont and that? No. Cause no. that was like all kind of a, and then when we both came back was Honcho. Honcho. Yep. I feel. Oh, and then P Town. Yes, Honcho P Town immediately. Yeah, yeah. That's when, um, like the tail end of summer began. Yes, <laughs> was we went on we went on that uh, Honcho. For those of you who don't know, if we never explained it, it is a queer music festival in the woods. Yeah, for uns uns music. Yes. Um. That yeah. Honcho is kind of where everything started for me Um, with how the year is ending. If I like look back. Honcho was the mid-season finale. Yes. (laughs) Honcho is where like the show should have been canceled. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's when the Ryan Murphy show was like just starting to get like iffy. And now we've just been in the months of like, what What even is is this show? show? What's the genre anymore? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Ryan Murphy, then we went to P-Town. Then we went to (laughs) P-Town. I walked by Ryan Murphy in P-Town. Yeah, then we went to P-Town. Had an iconic time there. Then we had kind of a weird friend fight thing after P-Town. Not between us, but yeah. like oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. the aftermath of P-Town sort of set into motion us like sort of hanging out with a different crew of people for a little while. Yes. Um, I went to Chicago, saw Harry Styles with my friend Amelia. Yes. Hung out with our friend Carrie for their birthday. Yes. Um... Saw my high school ex boyfriend <laughs> while I was there. Oh yes, that was a weird thing. Um, then immediately after that, came back and saw Harry Styles again yes. with JP. Yes, 
And um, then the first Diet Zhuzh happened, yes. which is now a party that I host. But at the time, I was just an enthusiastic party goer. Mm-hmm. I started sort of seeing the person that I'm currently seeing. I would say like that party, that party isn't when it started, but that's when like it was set into motion. Yeah. And then Atlanta Pride. Atlanta fucking Pride. And Atlanta Pride, I would say, was the 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 end of summer for us, yeah. finally, which was mid-October. Yes. So our summer began in mid-April, ended in mid-October. And I know that might be normal for people who live in the South, but We're like that is not here. what summer is in the Northeast. No. Um, Atlanta Pride, what part of the show would that be? I mean, um, Atlanta Pride is like that the part of the show where like the finale is like on its way and like you're really seeing things be like set into motion. Like, you know, it's like when you know a certain conflict is coming, but like the characters don't know <laughs> it yet. Did you know at Atlanta Pride? Yes, yes. Really? Yeah. Me and the person I spent all of Atlanta Pride with. What? Oh. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we were talking about how that moment when you two kissed at the like very end of Atlanta Pride oh, and you like fell over uh-huh. is when we like saw it. It was like it's oh it's That's over. funny because I knew that day that what we were doing was not good. Yeah, well I remember and I knew that I knew that you knew because I could also feel like that was part of what made that like kiss like exciting, I think. To you. Not like that you were excited by it, but it was part of the like passion of that yeah. whole moment, I think. Yeah. And as as a per- person who witnessed that kiss. Well, it wasn't in that moment that I thought anything was wrong. I mean, that the excitement of that moment was just me being like, ooh, like I'm like, we're really announcing that we're like doing this. But no, I remember, um, <laughs> I remember that this person was playing I Can't Make You Love Me by Bonnie Raitt and I started sobbing and you were looking at me I think you started holding my hand yeah no I remember and I remember being like in my head being like oh no girl like no 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 you can't make him love you yeah it's true get out while you can but and then you had and then then commenced several outs while you could that you chose not to take for sure. Yeah. I'm no, not, I, I'm not. I'm not accusing you. I'm just saying that was the next part of the show. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Then I went. Then we had our first taste of separation anxiety. I went on my road trip Oops. down to Florida. Yes. Did my like little tour of comedy show stuff. Did that festival. Um, what? Oh, so well, you were doing that. I was having my like uns uns. You were in like a deep swirl with that person. Yeah. Um, having my uns uns uh, awakening. Right. My Oons Oons Awakening happened kind of I mean, I had it around the same time. time. Yeah. Um, our, our general obsession with house and techno music and, dare I say, ambient <laughs> um, was all kind of like, I would say for me, it was it was a it was like honcho through um, the the Carrie Nation. um one of the Carrie Nations, I don't remember which one, but like in November or something, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was like that was all basically whenever that podcast episode is that everyone likes to listen to in the Uns Uns community, yours and mine, yeah, yeah, yeah. where we talk about nightlife. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
whenever that episode is, yeah. it was like between Honcho and that episode that my awakening happened, but it was like not all at once. It was a slow yeah. burn, but it's worth mentioning again. Yeah, you went away on your separation anxiety tour. I fell in love <laughs> literally <laughs> while you were gone. Uh-huh. <laughs> you really came back. See, this is all. why I can't leave you anywhere. Uh, I mean, honestly, yeah. Like you literally came back and I was like, so we should talk. He bats um, your enormous eyes at me. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that ain't good. No, no, he's different. Yeah. Uh-huh. With me, he's different. <laughs> I can fix him. Um, um, then? Now I'm having trouble remembering anything that's, like, recent. So then was, like... Um, well, so then it was Halloween week. Well, Halloween was all I was gone. I was gone for Halloween. Oh, you're right. Wait a minute. So you didn't. Well, well, okay. No. So you did come back and I was like, I'm in love. But you yes. also came back and all, the, the first. I was bat- present for The first of batch it. of the drama had happened. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Because you, I distinctly remember we talked on the phone for like three, three hours, hours while I was driving through South Carolina. Yes. And I remember like exactly where I was on like, I think 90 or 95 or whichever interstate that is. Yes. Um, while I was like begging you to get over him <laughs> on my hands and knees, pleading. Um, yeah, I know. And I just kept saying, I mean, kids, they got to make their own mistakes. Uh, they really do. They got to put their own yeah, hand on that stove. And I ended it for 48 hours. Yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then we've just like kind of had a swirl of I like. Love. Carry nations yes. of getting more engrossed in the New York City nightlife, yes. specifically queer nightlife. Ugh, can you imagine I just know, regular like bottle girls <laughs> or something? <laughs> <laughs> um, the room needs bottle girls. <laughs> <laughs> we, I know, should be the bottle, bottle girls, girls at Good Room. room. No, I want to not be working insane. there. That's that's church. My uh-huh. God, it's not. Th- I will not work on the Lord's day. <laughs> Um, then Thanksgiving happened. We went upstate for um, a, a like Friendsgiving moment, and um, that is when you and I had our HBO Girls mom mm-hmm. of me Short being like, moment. "I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> You've lost yourself in this boy." Right, sounding more like a True Blood episode. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Enough of all this talk about Bill. I mean, it was a bit like I was sucking and you were Arlene for a minute. Or Tara, rather. Oh, my God. I was very Tara. Yeah. I was like, I do not see what you see in this blood-sucking <laughs> vampire. <laughs> but in true Tara form, I'm also friends with the vampire. Exactly. I just don't want my friend to be dating the vampire. vampire. Um, vampire. So true, Bessie. They are a vampire. <laughs> a vampire. Um, you well, were a fang banger. I was a fang banger. Never again. Uh, until <laughs> it happens again with another one. Yeah. Um, Never again until I have butterflies. 
Um, uh, uh, next time I think I have butterflies. Running, running in the away. other direction. No, that, that is a bombs waiting to go on my tummy. <laughs> butterflies are you telling? Is your body telling your you, yourself that something's not right? Yeah, because there shouldn't be butterflies in your stomach. <laughs> Get out of there! And next time I have butterflies, that's what I'm going to say. You don't belong there. Wrong. <laughs> you belong in a meadow somewhere. Oh my God, Get out of why my. Are you in my stomach? <laughs> it's too acidic in there for you. <laughs> I gotta go. Um, yeah. Well, Thanksgiving is where everything came to a head. Yes. Um, yeah, that's where I kind of woke up. I wouldn't say kind of. It's where I woke up. Um, so that was cool, I guess. Also, for context, for anyone who, like, hasn't pieced it together, this person, this, like, person that Nika <laughs> has had these this roller coaster with, we spent New Year's Eve last year with. Yeah. Or this this year, this yeah. past year. And... and like every single thing that we have mentioned, yeah, they've been there for it, yeah. except for P Town, yeah, pretty much, right? Yeah. Oh, and uh, two of the like earlier road trips we went on, yeah. And like, P Town is where I bleep this out, bleep the word love out. It's <laughs> <laughs> where I realized I was <laughs> with them. Um, so that was yeah. For, other than that, other than that pivotal trip, they've been on everything. Yeah. So that's why we talk about them so much. They've really been a part of this year. Yeah, well... Every single goddamn Instagram story. They've been in every single goddamn Instagram story. Every Thank God one. we've gotten plenty of our own friendship photos. Oh, for sure. So it's not like we No, I mean, can't... they got nothing on our memories together, <laughs> but we're just in a lot of our memories together. Yeah, they're like in, in those movies where you like finally find out who the killer was. Oh my like... God, I was thinking that on the way here today. <laughs> Except it's not that, but I was thinking it's it's kind of like the, it's kind of been a year of like where instead of like finding out who the killer was, it's like where, um, did you see the Shailene Woodley movie where she's like on the boat that like a disaster happens yes, on? Yeah, it's kind of like that where you find out like at the end of the movie that he had been dead all along. And she was just talking to someone that wasn't there. <laughs> Spoiler kind of, alert! But yeah, <laughs> that's kind of, it came out yeah. like four years ago. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about this whole year with that bestie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like they weren't even really there when I look back at the narrative. It's like your projection of my them. projection of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> interesting yeah a hurtful thing for them to maybe hear maybe we should edit that out <laughs> anyway um well we don't have to it's my truth <laughs> it's my truth and i'll say it on my podcast if i, I want, want to uh, um if you're still listening you're a masochist <laughs> go to therapy he doesn't need to go or to therapy back. he has you yeah, oh my god Ooh, gunshot noise. <laughs> <laughs> but like in the, the MIA song, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cash Register. <laughs> um, anyway. Anyway. And then we had December. Well, it's December right now. Yeah. With all of that said, should we do our mistakes, keepsakes, and hot takes of, of the, the year? year? Absolutely. Mistakes, keepsakes, and hot takes. Oh, also, by the way, throughout all of this, Recording a new episode of this goddamn podcast every single week. Every single week. And um, has been, for sure, like, one of the most treasured aspects of this year. We did not at all see coming how big of a part of our lives this pod... Like, this time last year, we had no idea how this podcast was going to turn out. No. And it's, like, crazy that we will have had a full calendar year of this, like 
audio documentation of our lives. Yeah. I mean, I know you always go first, but you might as well go first if you have yours. Um. Well, my keepsake of the year, obviously, is all the time that I spent with you, but like specifically all the trips that we went on, like prioritizing getting out of New York and just like going wherever the fuck we wanted and like being impulsive because it was just so much fun. Yeah. I mean, driving to Atlanta Pride, like going to Santitla and like other people came with us on all of these trips, but like it was always trips that you and I were going on regardless of who came. Yeah. Um, so and that we were always like the drivers. Yeah. And like we were, I mean, other we were people, the planners of these trips. Yeah. You know, and like, like literally, like, you know, the two people in the front seat of my car. Yeah. And like, don't get me wrong, such a pleasure, all the For sure. people who have been on each of those trips with us. Absolutely. But, um, but yeah, they're, they were our trips. Yeah. Um, Dollywood. Ugh, like even Dollywood. the whole day at Dollywood, we spent the whole like last half of that day just with each other. Yeah, we like cut off all the fucking dead weight. Yeah. Our friends were really trying to coordinate all of us always doing the same thing at Dollywood. We were like, we're never gonna get anything yeah. done. Just all the like moments we had like that on trips, always just finding ways at Honcho in P Town, always finding ways wherever we were to like go link up on our own. Oh my god, that's so true. You know, talk shit or (laughs) spiral or just process, circle the drains. On our little walks, have our little dinners together, have our little drinks. It is so funny that like we have a fucking podcast and we still (laughs) this is not even close to all the talking that we do. Oh my god, no, not at all. This like barely scratches the surface. (laughs) All we do is talk, 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 talk. talk, talk. Yeah. Uh, um, if you think we circle the drain on the podcast, my uh, God. You should hear what we edit out of the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that is my keepsake of the year. Just like we continue to be best friends. And I love that. I love that too. Um, My mistake of the year. I mean, hello. We all know what my mistake of the year was. Um, which was getting caught up in the entanglement that I got you know, that I found myself in um, was definitely my mistake of the year. Mm -hmm. um, For sure. And I would say it was a mistake of the year, even though it's only been happening since, or it only happened from kind of like September-ish to a few weeks ago. But it it was brewing. It was brewing all year. Yeah. Um, I would go as far as to say that it was brewing Since, since, like, this time last year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and, yeah. And I would say it was a mistake on top of that because I knew from, like, the get-go before it it was even, like, put into motion what the out, what the most realistic and likely outcome would be, which is exactly, you know, obviously I didn't know every detail of, like, what would happen, but I knew... Not in the even very far back of my mind. Um, How things would play out. Um, But I really was obsessed with this narrative this year of me getting to have, like, a chaotic, sloppy experience that I often felt I've, like, denied myself of having. Mm. Um, And I really wanted to indulge. And I did indulge a lot. And it ended up being a mistake. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. You know, I think like every mistake, obviously, we talk about this on the podcast all the time. Every mistake has like a lesson in it. You learn something about yourself. You know, we don't necessarily believe here at Best Mistakes LLC (laughs) that, you know, the fuck up you make leads you to where you're like supposed to be. Right. We don't believe in destiny, but we also don't believe in like regrets. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know that I regret anything. I would have done things differently or I wish I had. Mm -hmm. Um, But lots of lessons to be learned. And I'm sure there are lessons I'm already learning right now that I'm just not really seeing. But yeah, I mean, that's a mistake of the year for sure for me. Um, My hot take of the year. um, That's a hard one. What's my hot take of the year? Um, Yeah, of the fucking year of 2021. I mean, my hot take of 2021 is that, like, we have no idea when we are going to be living in a world that is not what it is right now. Like, for all we know, COVID is here to stay. Mm-hmm. And things are so uncertain. And it's such a risk, even as vaccinated and boosted people, you know, with like new variants, like, everything feels inherently so risky just because of this new normal that we're living in and just like the lack of guidance from the government and we no one really knows like which way is up and which way is down. And so my hot take would be that because of all this uncertainty and because things feel so out of whack and because our time is even more important now, especially after losing almost Mm -hmm. an entire year it's really important to be so intentional with spending time with people who just, like, make you feel good. Yeah. And I don't think that a relationship always needs to feel good for it to be worth it. But uh, I definitely am coming out of this year being a lot more strict about the people that I keep in my life and keep around me. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just think that my time and the time of like others is a lot more precious than it has ever been before. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, and I've, I've experienced, I, we've been, I've been talking about one specific falling out with somebody, but I mean, there've been like a whole cast of characters in 2021 that I thought I was super close with that. I then realized like mm-hmm. was not as close with not dramatic the way that this one has been. It's been more of like an adult kind of, Oh, we don't really vibe. Kind it's of a rotation, a rotation. Yeah. And Sometimes I get insecure about that rotation, but I actually think that, like, it's totally fine, again, as part of this hot take, to kind of have that rotation be a thing because it's like we should be picky with who we want to spend our time with. Yeah. Also, all of it is a two way street. For sure. So it's like, it's never just you that is like opting out of a friendship. Because, like, if. If somebody, like, put up enough of a fight, that might be a reason to, like, keep them around. Yeah. But often, if there's, like, no resistance, that's, like, a huge sign that that's not someone to even really put that much more energy into, yeah. you know? Um, not that I, like, test people that way. I'm just saying that is sometimes indicative of, like, a mutual, like, hey, there's no bad blood here, but we just, like, our time and resources are for other people, yeah. And that's that. It's yeah. fine. Um, and then, you know, people sometimes 
are those people more times than others and like filter in and out like nothing is finite like that for sure anyway love that agree with that thank you of course um my mistake this year um i mean more than it is a mistake this year it's something that i hope to do better next year is just like taking all of this energy that i've found in like like i've changed so much in the last 2 years like i am a completely different person than the person who went into the pandemic mm-hmm. and among the changes are the ways that i value community more than ever and I value just like the present moment and I value like living my life to the fullest while I have a life to live it because we don't fucking know what's going to happen not just with COVID but with climate change and with like political disruption and like we're just in a very like I don't feel particularly compelled to invest in my future in the way I once did. Like before COVID, I was someone who was very career oriented. I was like extremely um, anxious about my future and about like money stuff and security, financial security. And I think my mistake is kind of, I've gone too far in the other direction And so it's like, it's not that I regret how I conducted myself this year, but I definitely, and I've said this on the podcast a few times, like I definitely need to be, and I have been making effort to be slowly inching myself back into caring a little bit more about my future again Mm -hmm. and like caring about my career and caring about um, like my savings and my financial security Mm -hmm. and my... I don't know, not retirement, because I don't think that's something that's ever going to happen for Mm. us. But, you know, that kind of mindset. For sure. My mistake, quote unquote, this year is how much I like really threw that to the fucking wind. Mm -hmm. But I also, it's not a mistake because I had the best fucking year of my life not caring about any of that shit. Yeah. Um, It's just not sustainable to do that forever. So Mm. I'm not going to do that in the same way. I will hopefully find a balance between those mindsets this year. That's kind of like... My resolution, quote unquote, is to take all of this like lust for life that I have, thanks to you, like gained and that has been like breathed into me. But also with that, have sustainability in mind. Yeah, for sure. Um, and security, whatever that really means. But, you know, as much as as much as I can set myself up for success, I'm going to work harder to do that because that will assist in those moments I want to be living in so much, you know? Yeah. And, like, in order to be impulsive and shit, you need to, like, kind of have your shit together a yeah. little bit. And that's why we were able to because we had our shit together a li- for, like, 2020. Yeah. We, like, had savings and shit. Mm-hmm. We were like girl bosses in 2020. Yeah. And then 2021, we were like, it's a recess. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I had the best fucking time. Same. So who cares? And I like, I didn't really, you know, I, I've i had my fun, but I never really like r- anytime that I've like let go in that kind of way in my life, I wasn't like really being myself. Mm-hmm. Like there were things about me that were inauthentic when that was the case. Mm-hmm. And this year, I, like, fell in love with myself in a very real way. And I, like, fell in love with, like, my 
um, ability to like really, really live. And I don't think that would have been possible had I been like still clinging on to that mindset. So that's why I I hesitate to say it was my mistake. But it's definitely the thing that is um, leaving me in in, in the most... it's the most precarious part of my life at the moment. Yeah. I will say. Yeah. Um, so that's my mistake. My keepsake is kind of everything that we both just said about like the year that we've had and like the I've had I've experienced so much personal growth through this year and it's in a way that you know I feel like there's probably people from the outside looking in being like, "Whoa, those girls are crazy and they're like they're like, you know, ruining their lives because of how much they're partying or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure that that's like what it looks like to people who don't live the lifestyle we live. Yeah. But like the amount, obviously there are people who do this in an unhealthy way and like are doing it to escape something. Yeah. But the amount we've like used like celebration and like partying quote-unquote as like a way to like confront ourselves rather than run away from ourselves like I don't know I'm very proud of how much you and I have like really done the work this year yeah I mean there's been no running away from anything in my opinion and no I mean literally every like fun little trip we just mentioned there was like some huge emotional truth that was like um that was like revealed to us And yeah, so I mean, the people who know us and the people that are like in our lives and present for it know that. Yeah. And I think even the listeners of our podcast know that. But um, yeah, that's like, you know, the girlies who get it, get it. And the ones that don't, don't. If you know, you know. But yeah, I would say if, if I had to like pinpoint like a really specific keepsake moment. Um. I mean, there are so many. We've had a cinematic year. We there are so many like year. gorgeous moments that I could be like, when we were looking at the moon and at Lake Santitla, and like uh. you were brushing your hair and singing "Colors <laughs> of the Wind," or like um, when we were at like uh, P Town, like. Skipping in the middle of the street, and singing "Take Me Home, Country Road." Singing "Take Me Home, Country Road." <laughs> drunk on white wine. <laughs> Absolutely, the only time we've ever really been drunk together. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> um, we're just not those girls. No. But, um, <laughs> but we were taking a break from ketamine. So what were we to? What were we to do? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, never again. Never. Um, But anyway, specifically, I just remember like in the moment being like, damn, this might be the happiest moment of my life was when we were on that floaty in Lake Santitla being dragged behind one of our friends on a paddleboard, like paddling us out. Literally everyone else is on paddleboards and like paddling themselves. And we're like sprawled out on this like queen size bed of a floaty. Yeah. I think it was literally a blow up mattress that we were like using as a floaty. Um, not like a fancy one, but like yeah. a camping one. Yeah. And um, just like sprawled out, relaxing on acid, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
making everyone laugh so hard that their faces were hurting. (laughs) And just like everything that you said was the funniest thing I've ever heard. And then like everything I said was like the funniest thing after that. And then you would say the even funnier thing after that. And I was like... I was sad that it wasn't recorded, like, because we were, but it was, like, it's the kind of moment that you, like, can't bottle up. It's the kind of moment that if it were recorded, it would, like, ruin it. It would, like, cheapen it. Yeah. Like, I'm glad that I don't have a version of that that's, like, some, like, someone else's perspective of us that I will, like, that I can replace the memory with. Like, I'm glad that my only memory is my own, like, perspective of, like, seeing everybody watching you and me be the funniest (laughs) people on earth and them, like, literally, like, catering to us, like, (laughs) paddling us around a lake because what we were contributing and they kept being they kept saying that like they were like what you're contributing is so much more valuable like you're uh-huh. making us laugh uh-huh. like like this is so much like a, the least we could do is paddle you around <laughs> and it was just and everyone the next day was saying that their faces still hurt from how hard we made them laugh yes. and it was the the birth of our southern characters yes. well it wasn't the birth but it was really when they found their way yes <laughs> and it was just so fucking fun and funny and like is to me I mean, it's, like, a, a keepsake in and of itself, but it's also, like, representative of, like, the year that we've had. Yeah. Like, it's what's special about this podcast is what made that moment special. Like, people like listening to us and like hearing us make each other laugh and like, like, our friendship. That was the other thing. Like, everyone on that trip in Santitla just kept being like, oh, it's so special what you two have. And yeah. we were like, we know. <laughs> yeah. We do. And we do, y'all. We really do. Um, so my keepsake is you and how hard you make me laugh. But also, my keepsake. but also how hard I make you laugh and how hard we make people laugh together. Yes. It's just something. It's really <gasps> special. All right. Wait. I know what one of my like keepsake memories of 2021 was. I was actually thinking about it in the shower yesterday. Um, and I was like, we don't really like talk about it enough. Um, even though we have on a Patreon episode, but whatever. But definitely Atlanta Pride when oh, yes. on the way down, I was like, listen, like, you know that I struggle with knowing if people specifically like are friends because everyone reads <laughs> as being capital G gay. Like I struggle with knowing if they're into me. So like if you see anyone that is into <laughs> me and like I'm not picking up what they're obviously putting down can you wing girl for me? And you were like, yeah, of course. And so during Vicky Powell's set at Sunday service during Atlanta pride, um, you saw <laughs> that our friend was like clearly making eyes at me and like, did want to make out. And like, I was like kind of observing that they were making eyes, but I didn't know if they were making eyes <laughs> at me. Uh-huh. And then you two made out. Like, very briefly. And well, because you were also, like, you were on a different level than us. Yeah, I was on, so like, it was a, like pl- hard like to a like, bench. I was, like, how can I communicate to Nika that this person <laughs> will make out with her even though she's a woman? And so I was, like, I'm just going to make out with him real quick. Just not, not like, you know, because I also knew that you knew I was kind of booed up for, for, sure, yeah. for Pride. So I knew that you wouldn't think that I'm, like, going for it. No, yeah. That I was just like, okay, quick little playful makeout. And then she'll know that he's down. And literally, I, like, 
swoop in, <laughs> give him a smooch, and then I like dosy do you like yes. off of the bench, and I take your place where you were like standing on the bench. And me and this friend had fucking the go most, at it, go to town, just the most like passionate <laughs> on on make out sesh. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was so funny. Um, I love that memory. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. like, while I watched it happen, like, a proud mother, mm-hmm. um, our other friend who was, like, right there <laughs> next to us was, like, that was, like, you're such a good friend. Like, that was one of the most smooth wing woman moments I've ever seen. That <laughs> was, like, thanks. I mean, it just felt right. Yeah. And it did. It felt right. It's so funny. Um, My hot take for the year. What's my hot take? My hot take is that life comes at you fast and you have no idea. Guys, like, hear me when I say this. You have no idea how much your life can change, period. Mm -hmm. But also in, like, the span of, like, a year, two years, five years Mm -hmm. like your life becomes unrecognizable and I think that happens regardless I just happen to have like a pressure cooker of a life change because so much of my personal like um quarter life crisis like career and community and like physical location things happen during a like global pandemic um so it like my life like is com- it's so different it's crazy <laughs> like it's unrecognizable in a much shorter amount of time than i think is what like gradually happens to everyone but if you're in a place even one that you're happy with just like do not underestimate the like power of changing your circumstances Like, especially if you're unhappy, obviously, like, hear me say that. But even like, if you're content right now, but there are like certain things that you're like, damn, I just really wish like this could happen. Or like, I don't know, I just don't don't sell those desires short. Like there are things that I just really thought would never happen for me or that like, we're not we're not in this life. And they're now, like, the things that consume my life more than the things that were, like, the most important thing to me at the time that I was wishing for these things, you know? And um, even in ways that, like, like, I never saw coming that I would, like, be in a fucking, like, queer house music, like, subculture community. Same. Like, I just, there's just, like, things that, uh, like, life just comes at you fast. That is my hot take of 2021. Like, 2020, I felt that way big time. Like, 2020 is when I lost a lot of things. And I kind of found the joy in that, too. I found the joy in kind of, like, shedding things. Mm -hmm. But 2021 was my year of, like, gaining a lot of things. And, um... I've already had experiences like this before where, like, my life when I was 16 versus my life when I was 20 or, like, I could have never imagined that, like, that's what my life would turn out to be. But now, like, 20 versus 25 is just, like, a whole different level. And I think 
I hope if you're doing it right, that's what life just continues to be is an ever evolving like mosaic of yeah. your priorities changing. Yeah. Um, but in hopefully like good ways in ways that you're like honoring yourself and your truth more and more and caring about what you're supposed to be doing or what people want from you less and less. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the more you follow your arrow as Casey Musgraves might say, <laughs> It's crazy what can happen for you and what life will um, provide for you and what will unfold for you. And I know that sounds like some woo-woo bullshit. And it is. And it is. (laughs) But isn't that kind of nice? Yes. That's my hot take. Just kind of embrace the change. Follow your arrow. Follow your arrow. Um, And like also my hot take is that like we have no idea what's coming. Yeah, no. Like, literally, like, globally, everything is pure chaos, and nobody is in charge. And we might as... We might as well just live our goddamn lives while we can. And live while we're young. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I want to see One Direction again I'm so I'm going to do bad. whatever the fuck I want, because that's what the government's doing. <laughs> yep. What do we think the fuck-up of the year was? Fuck-up of the week. If there are just, like, too many for any word. You know, it's like... <laughs> it's less boredom and more just... Um, Existential dread. Yeah, sense of numbness. Yeah. At how much went wrong this year. Um, I mean, I mean, probably Barack Obama making that goddamn motherfucking phone call that handed us, you know, he did that in 2020, but it handed (laughs) us Biden for 21. Yeah. That gave us the president we now have, where that famous phone call where he called pretty much every candidate still in the race and convinced them to drop out and coalesce behind Bernie. Yeah. Behind Bernie. Behind. (laughs) I wish. My God. Can you imagine? Listen, yes, I also think that it's, like, the fuck-up of the year is, like, so much bigger than even Biden. Like, to me, obviously, Biden is a huge figure in the world. It's crazy that one person can have so much, like, power and still do so little. (laughs) But the fuck-up of the year to me is um, just how much it seems, like, individual countries seem to still think that, like... like nationalism matters at all because everything we're up against is a global problem it's like it's the pandemic it's climate change it's capitalism and obviously capitalism is like more severe in certain parts of the globe than others but it has it has directly impacted everybody because of the aforementioned uh COVID-19 and global warming (laughs) so like but also in so many other ways And I think the fuck up of the year is how much we continue as a world to try to solve these problems on like national levels Mm -hmm. and like, you know, hoarding the vaccines for just America. Meanwhile, most America, not most Americans, but a lot like a shit ton of Americans are refusing the vaccine. So like, what are we still holding on to that for? Yeah. But also like, yeah, with like different politicians of different countries acting like they 
individually as a country will get anything done while we're still like acting separately like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not proud to be an American. <laughs> I'll say that. Let's do a listener mistake and then end this episode on that. Okay. Because otherwise it's like, you know, it's no longer about like the year, you know? Yeah, let's do it. Listener mistakes. So this is a mistake from this year from a listener that will remain nameless. Um, Earlier this year, I was on vacation with my best friend. We had the bright idea to get matching tattoos, a small shape from a TV show we both love. I decided the only place that made sense was behind my ear, behind my ear, even though that went against the rules of my workplace. Somehow I convinced myself that I would be fine. I could hide it for a year, which was how long I until I was done with that job. And I wouldn't have massive anxiety about that whole deception. Soon after getting the tattoo, I showed one of my coworkers who I trusted and was also homosexual key to the trust and explained my plan to hide it. Immediately, he was like, um, isn't this going to be just like being in the closet again? To which I quickly replied, no way. Fast forward three weeks, and I cannot for the life of me cover this tattoo successfully with makeup. Well, the panic set in, and I had a full mental breakdown. Fearing I would lose my job and ended up admitting myself into the ER. Okay, sorry. Fast forward three weeks, and I cannot for the life of me cover this tattoo successfully. Um, well, the panic set in. I had a full mental breakdown, fearing I would lose my job, and ended up admitting myself into the ER. The silver lining was I really needed help with my mental health anyway, and the ER psychiatrist was like, I cannot believe you have operated this long with this level of consistent anxiety. Thanks, fundamentalist Christianity. In order to quell the horrible anxiety, I looked into tattoo removal techniques. Laser removal would be super long and expensive, thousands of dollars over a couple of years, so that was a no-go. So I looked into the process called tattoo excision, a less common uh, practice where they cut out the tattooed skin and sew it back up. Sure enough, I found a doctor who would do the operation, but when I met with him, he explained that his prices were extremely high. He did, however, offer the procedure through his resident clinic where a med student would do it and it would only cost about $100. I immediately accepted and a month later got the tattoo cut out of my body. The horrible irony of it all is that three months after surgery, my workplace changed their tattoo <sighs> policy and now allows small tattoos behind the ear. Oh, my God. So now I'm on meds for my anxiety. Oh, my God. Bastie. No. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're medicated. Yeah. Same. Good for you. Good for you. Um, damn, I, this person told me this story and I told them to write it into the pod and I did not realize that it was from this year when they told me this story and also that they only had less than a year to deal with that. Not that that's like, it's still a big commitment to like hide a tattoo. Yeah. I've tried as well. The tattoos on my wrist, I tried to hide from my mom when I was a teenager. Um, and it's hard, but it's still like, you know. Not as long as I thought it was 
when they described um, how anxious this whole situation made them. So I'm glad you're medicated. And I'm sorry that you cut out a tattoo needlessly from behind your ear. But, you know, that's it. 2021 was the year of learning lessons. Yes. (laughs) If there's one thing we all did, it was learn difficult lessons that led us to becoming better versions of ourselves. Yes. uh, Um, And with that. Test your holes. Test your drugs. Kiss your friends. On the mouth. With tongue. With tongue. And we'll see you in 2022. Or you'll hear us, I guess. Yeah, you'll hear us next year. Next year. See you next year. See you next year. Bye. Aw, but actually see you next year, Nika. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Sorry, it's making me sad. Great. Love you. Subscribe to the Patreon. Don't Um, do that.